In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest price filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. Life hangs by a fragile thread. It may not be obvious that this is so in your day-to-day activities, but it is indisputable. Again and again and again, life has almost been wiped off the face of the earth. Scientists call these disasters mass extinction events, defined as events which permanently wipe out in one fell swoop a significant number of living species. As the only fully conscious members of our already threatened race, and as the only real stewards of all life on Earth, which might well be the only place in the universe where life even exists, it is our responsibility to think about these events and their inevitable recurrence. 
Though the early natural history of the Earth is not completely known, it is generally accepted among scientists that there were five major mass extinction events, commonly called the Big Five. Of course, some species are always going extinct, but these five major extinction events throughout Earth's history are characterized by significantly higher extinction rates compared to such background levels. They are named based on the geological period in which they occurred. 1. The Ordovician-Silurian extinction 443 million years ago wiped out around 85% of marine species likely due to glaciation and ocean anoxia, lack of oxygen. 2. The late Devonian extinction, 375 million years ago, eliminated about 75% of marine species and was possibly caused by an asteroid impact or volcanic eruptions. 3. The Permian-Triassic extinction 252 million years ago, also called the Great Dying, was responsible for the extinction of nearly 96% of marine species and 70% of land vertebrates. The cause is believed to involve multiple factors like volcanic activity, methane release, and ocean acidification. 4. The Triassic-Jurassic extinction, 201 million years ago, caused around 76% of marine species and many land vertebrates to go extinct and was potentially triggered by another asteroid impact or volcanic activity. 5. The Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction 66 million years ago is probably the most famous mass extinction event and was responsible for wiping out 100% of non-avian dinosaurs, as most people know. But you may not know that it also caused the extinction of 75% of all living species on this planet. Like some of the others, it was almost certainly triggered by an asteroid impact. That averages somewhat over one mass extinction every 100 million years. While no one can know how long it will be before the next such event, we do know, one, that human beings have definitely polluted the earth and changed its chemical composition in widespread locations, and two, that there is a constant flow of rogue asteroids intersecting Earth's orbit, and the probability of one large enough to threaten our existence hitting that orbit when the Earth is at the same spot, and there are effectively only 365 and a quarter such spots per year, is definitely not zero. And, in fact, a smaller but still significant asteroid did impact Earth's atmosphere in relatively recent times, exploding a few miles above the Earth over Siberia in 1908, the Tunguska 
event, which vaporized or instantly incinerated or flattened trees across 1,200 square miles of forest and caused eerie lights to be seen in the sky as far away as New York City. The Tunguska asteroid is estimated to have been only 60 yards across, made of material that exploded miles in the air, so it never even struck the Earth. It is estimated that there are over half a million asteroids, with masses more than 400 times that of the Tunguska object, too large to be burned up entirely by Earth's atmosphere, and many of them much, much larger than that, and they are constantly colliding and launching themselves into erratic orbits. Look at the face of the moon, where erosion does not take place to erase such history, and read the story of all the impacts there, many of them incredibly huge, with your own naked eyes. It's just a matter of time. And there was an extinction event long before the Big Five, even before the rise of multicellular organisms of any kind. It is called the Great Oxidation Event, or GOE, which occurred roughly 2.4 to 2.1 billion years ago. The GOE was caused by the first release of masses of free oxygen into Earth's atmosphere by the first one-celled creatures capable of photosynthesis. This oxygen was fatal to most existing life forms at the time. The GOE isn't typically considered a mass extinction event since, one, the number of species existing then isn't well established, as they were all, as far as we know, unicellular creatures who don't tend to leave much fossil evidence of themselves, and the total number of early species may have been low compared to later epochs, though the number of individuals was undoubtedly huge, and two, even though we are not certain, it's believed that the raw number of species that went extinct was too small to fit today's definition of mass extinction event. Nevertheless, the great oxidation event, which spanned about 300 million years, and the resulting Huronic Ice Age which followed it, the first and most deadly ice age of all, which lasted more than 200,000 years and resulted in a snowball earth covered by ice sheets miles thick and either reaching or almost reaching the equator resulted, according to one estimate, in the death of approximately 99.9% of all living things on planet Earth. Life, all of it single-celled, clung on in the deepest ocean vents and in a few pools near the equator or near volcanoes. And that's all. Life itself nearly ceased. 
and the life which followed this great winnowing began to evolve in new directions. If things had gone just a little bit differently with any of these extinction events, just a few percentage points one way or the other in a number of factors, we would not be here at all. And there are probably thousands of possible scenarios in which the earth can become uninhabitable for all life, and many times as many scenarios in which it becomes uninhabitable for human beings. Life is fragile. Species are highly interdependent and also very dependent on maintaining a very narrow range of climatic and chemical conditions of sea, land, and air. Change is constant, and changes for one species or geographic region can sometimes have a radiating domino effect, which wipes out most life in a given area or planet-wide. In addition to all this, there are many, many more possible events that threaten us in particular, Aryan man. So what can be done to ensure our continued existence in the face of such threats? The white race still produces men who ponder such things. As far as asteroids are concerned, some of the proposed solutions involve 1. Early detection. With existing technology, we still miss smaller asteroids with short detection windows, leaving less time for deflection efforts. 2. Deflection via kinetic impact. This method involves launching a spacecraft to physically collide with an asteroid, altering its trajectory slightly and steering it away from Earth. Missions like DART, Double Asteroid Redirection Test by NASA and the European Space Agency, are testing this approach. 3. Deflection by Gravity Tractor this technique involves placing a spacecraft near an asteroid for an extended period, using its gravitational pull to gradually nudge the asteroid's orbit. While still quite difficult, this method offers the potential for more precise control. 4. Deflection by Nuclear Explosion this option, only considered for extreme scenarios, involves detonating a nuclear device near an asteroid to fragment it or alter its trajectory. It should go without saying that all of these methods involve high intelligence, high creativity, and a high culture capable of gaining knowledge through the scientific method and passing it on, ever augmented to future generations. They also demand a high degree of unity, national purpose, and organization. Mitigating Non-asteroidal extinction events also involves the same qualities, involving the acquisition and transmission and creative application 
of deep knowledge of chemistry, biology, climatology, cosmology, and a hundred other fields. It should also go without saying that dinosaurs and cyanobacteria and most every other creature that exists can do nothing in the face of disastrous extinction events. They depend totally on chance, and chance often fails them. They are utterly helpless. But consider this well. Gang-banging Negroes and stoop-labor mestizos are equally helpless. Additionally, most members of our own race are also totally incapable of defending against such disasters if they are stripped of the help of that tiny fraction of 1% of our race, the white race, which is capable of cogent reasoning and inventive application of science and technology to such matters. In fact, there is no guarantee whatever that even that tiny best fraction of our race's greatest minds will succeed. They might not. But that minuscule fraction of our race's very best brains, if properly organized and directed, is our only chance. And what, as a society, are we doing to the brightest and most creative white people, doing to our only chance? We are breeding it out of existence through officially encouraged racial mixture. We are forcing it out of existence by flooding its living and breeding space with tens of millions of members of lower quality races. We are destroying its future by fostering all manner of sexual perversions among it, all of which have the result of fewer and fewer white children being born. We are causing it to be decimated by discouraging the birth of the best among us and encouraging the birth of the worst among us through our social welfare and tax policies. We are starving it out of existence by transferring its wealth through taxation and financial manipulation to parasites, underclass congoids and brown invader parasites and overclass Jewish parasites. We are miseducating it out of existence by spending precious time and limited resources teaching its young people to hate their own race and to believe that any defense of their own race is somehow evil and ought to be punished. We are stunting its mental faculties and thereby destroying it by inculcating in it the Abrahamic religion of Christianity, which denies race and denies human hierarchy and quality and exalts all that is low, and which, worst of all, fosters a worship and veneration 
of Jews, who are the main drivers of all this destruction of the elite of our race, who they regard as their enemies. In short, we are doing very much the opposite of what we ought to be doing if we wish to continue to exist. Intellectually, spiritually, and practically, we are murdering our own leadership class and fiercely defending the parasites who eat upon us. And thereby we are making ourselves helpless before those parasites, helpless before our enemies, and helpless in the face of the natural disasters which surely lie before us. Do you want to join a community of other white men and women who can see these truths clearly? Do you want you and your family to be part of the solution, to be a part of that fraction that sees reality as it really is? Do you want to give your children hope and purpose and vision instead of trash pop culture and death by a thousand degradations via our current misrulers? Get out from under. Break free. Join the National Alliance. You're listening to Resolution Radio, 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 ResolutionRDO.com. This is the Justice Report Weekly Recap for January 29th to February 2nd, 2024. Our first story, Israel's killing machine in Gaza continues despite historic genocide ruling. Hague, Netherlands, a historic ruling by the International Court of Justice has ordered the State of Israel to take all measures to scale back what South Africa has alleged are genocidal acts in Gaza. The ruling comes amid an escalating regional conflict, now dubbed a killing machine, 
that has so far resulted in the deaths of over 26,000 Palestinians. On Friday, the ICJ said that it had jurisdiction to rule over a legal case filed by South Africa, which accuses Israel of committing genocide. Sixteen of the court's judges were present during the session, who in turn demanded that Israel follow six provisional measures until trial. In addition to taking all measures to prevent genocidal acts, the ICJ ordered Israel to prevent and punish future incitements to genocide and take immediate and effective steps to ensure humanitarian aid reaches civilians in the Gaza Strip. The ICJ also demanded that Israel take steps to preserve any evidence of genocide and must submit to The Hague a monthly report listing steps the regime has taken to remain in compliance. Israel has denied these genocide allegations and asked the court to throw out the case. It was denied. Instead, the ruling was imposed upon Israel on the eve of International Holocaust Remembrance Day on January 27th. Our next story, Iraqi DEI director resigns and flees Maine after plot to diversify elementary schools receives backlash. South Portland, Maine, a diversity, equity, and inclusion director for a local school district, suddenly resigned and fled the state after facing backlash for a scheme to diversify predominantly white elementary schools. The incident has now sparked a police investigation and even demands of a hate crime probe, all for the alleged harassment of an Iraqi immigrant who has received nothing but institutional advantages since arriving in the U.S. in 2013. Portions of the email sent to South Portland's DEI director, Mohammed Al-Bahadli, appeared to express anger at his plans to break up white elementary schools and, by extension, tampering with the racial makeup of South Portland. White parents don't want their children going to school with black and brown kids who don't belong in the United States, the email read. White people in Maine don't appreciate what you, Al-Bahadli, are trying to do in South Portland. White children don't want to go to school with black and brown kids who don't belong in the United States, it continued. In an interview with Mainwire, Alba Hadley said he didn't want to deprive the district's predominantly white elementary schools of the benefits of diversity. A son of an Israeli diplomat was arrested for an intentional vehicle attack on American cop. Sunny Isles Beach, Florida. The teenage son of an Israeli consular officer was arrested this past weekend after police say he intentionally ran over a cop with his motorcycle during a traffic stop. Now he's claiming diplomatic immunity. According to reports, 19-year-old Avraham Yehuda Gill is charged with a first-degree felony of aggravated battery of a law enforcement officer and resisting arrest with violence. Gill was also fined $300 after officers claimed Gill was driving his motorcycle without a valid license, nor did the motorcycle have a license plate. The incident took place Saturday afternoon when Gill was weaving in between vehiculars to approach Sunni Islis Beach Lieutenant Ruben Zamora, who was conducting a traffic stop. When he motioned at Gill and yelled at him to stop, police said Gill was trying to hit the officer on purpose. Litir Zamora stated that the defendant then intentionally ran him over at which point he grabbed the defendant with both of his hands and redirected him towards the ground to stop him. The arrest report reads, Zamora suffered an incapacitating injury to his left leg as a result and is currently on light duty assignment while he recovers. For more news like this, 
Visit justicereport.news and subscribe to our Telegram, Substack, and Odyssey to keep up to date on all the latest headlines from around the world. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality feeling better than you have in years and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns blood sugar levels and had a sense of well-being overall there's something that is changing thousands of people's lives and you could be one of them it's called heart and body extract sharon harris co-creator of heart and body extract talks about the positive effects of heart and body extract what happens with the formula heart and body extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins minerals amino acids enzymes and phytoestrogens nutrients so, so the body will heal itself and yes the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure balance cholesterol clean and unclog the arteries it can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics so the body is an amazing thing it simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself heart and body extract gets results to order your two-month supply call now toll free at 866-295-5305 order online at hbextract.com Attention patriots, tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. FleeTheCity.com Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. FleeTheCity.com FleeTheCity.com By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile, by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness. Despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers, he stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrell in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com.